I'm John Smizer. I'm uh, here in Southern California area, and it's a joy to be with you today to look into God's Word and see those exciting passages of God's revelation to us. You know, the work that God had in mind uh, from the foundations of the world, it isn't a surprise. It isn't something that's, uh, oh, well, I'll have to change my mind. No, this was something God's work through history has been in place from the beginning of time. And it's exciting to always see that, uh, like in a movie, when you kind of already know what the ending's going to be, it's the called foreshadowing. And here in the Old Testament, in the book of Leviticus, the third book in the Bible, we see the foreshadowing to the great work God's going to accomplish through His Son, Jesus Christ. And so He sets up a bunch of parties. And these parties are intended to help us, help the Israelite people of the time look forward to. And for we who are on this side of Christ's crucifixion and resurrection, we, we understand, well, He intended this to be that way. And we know that God is going to continue to do what he has promised to do. Because it's none of this history thing is a surprise to him. It's from the beginning of the foundations of the earth that God set up some parties, things we should celebrate. And they're his parties we're invited to be part of. I invite you to join me today as we continue in Leviticus chapter 23, looking at verse 9 and following to see what are the other areas God's guiding us into? Leviticus chapter 23, verses 9 through 22. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, When you enter the land I am going to give you, and you reap its harvest, Bring to the priest a sheaf of the first grain you harvest. He is to wave the sheaf before the Lord, so it will be accepted on your behalf. The priest is to wave it on the day after the Sabbath. On the day you wave the sheaf, you must sacrifice as a burnt offering to the Lord a lamb, a year old without defect. Together with this grain offering of two-tenths of an ephah, of the finest flour mixed with olive oil, a food offering presented to the Lord, a pleasing aroma, and its drink offering of a quarter of a hin of wine. You must not eat any bread, or roasted, or new grain until the very day you bring this offering to your God. This is to be a lasting ordinance for the generations to come, wherever you live. From the day after the Sabbath, the day you brought the sheaf of the wave offering, count off seven full weeks. 
count off 50 days up to the day after the seventh Sabbath, and then present an offering of new grain to the Lord. From wherever you live, bring two loaves made of two-tenths of an ephah of the finest flour, baked with yeast, as a wave offering of first fruits to the Lord. Present with this bread seven male lambs, each a year old and without defect, one young bull and two rams. They will be a burnt offering to the Lord, together with their grain offerings and drink offerings a food offering, an aroma pleasing to the Lord. Then sacrifice one male goat for a sin offering and two lambs, each a year old, for a fellowship offering. The priest is to wave the two lambs before the Lord as a wave offering, together with the bread of the firstfruits. They are a sacred offering to the Lord for the priests. On that same day, you are to proclaim a sacred assembly and do no regular work. This is to be a lasting ordinance for the generations to come, wherever you live. When you reap the harvest of your land, do not reap to the very edges of your field, or gather the gleanings of your harvest. Leave them for the poor and for the foreigner residing among you. I am the Lord your God. Yesterday, you remember that we saw the first two parties in this passage in Leviticus. We saw the, par the parties that were regular was the Sabbath day, remembering creation. But we saw the two parties that God set up as celebrating and looking forward to Jesus Christ in response to the struggles of slavery of the Israelites in Egypt when the Passover was given. And then also the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the the issues of a, a perfect sacrifice relieving that. And we go on now to the uh, an, next annual celebration. As we look here at verse 9, it says, And the Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, When you enter the land I am going to give you, and you reap its harvest, bring to the priest a sheaf or, or a bundle of, of grain of the first grain of your harvest. And so it's, it's the first part of the harvest. And now this celebration was to happen on the day after the Sabbath day uh, of the period of the Passover, the Feast of the Unleavened Bread, and then the period of time, and then the first day after the Sabbath. What day would that be? Oh, oh yeah, that's a Sunday. Now you remember as Christ was our Passover lamb. He was the one without sin. And now, there was the Sabbath. And what happened early in the morning on the first day of the week? That Mary's came to the tomb to kind of put spices on that body that was dead. And when they got there, what happened? He wasn't there. And the young man said, why do you look for the living among the dead? That angel in the tomb. And it was there that day after the Sabbath, this part here, the first, the harvest. Because like none others before, men and women had died and it was in their sin. And then they were held over in abeyance, waiting for a time when when. 
God would provide. And that provision was here. The first fruits of the harvest were lifted up that day as Jesus Christ, he rose from the dead. And you remember that when Mary was struggling, she was waiting and she was praying and agonizing and she thought there was somebody behind her that said, uh, uh, she thought it was the gardener and okay, where have you laid him? And Mary at that point said, uh, where have you laid him? And Jesus, she not knowing it was Jesus, simply said her name, Mary. And she at that point knew immediately that it was the risen Lord, her Christ, her Savior. And she went to grasp hold of him and he said, don't, don't hold on to me yet. I've not yet ascended to the Father. So this first fruit celebration was a looking forward to the time when Jesus Christ would present himself as the first fruits of a harvest that was yet to come. The first fruits of the one in the presence of his Father, God, at that point. It was that celebration foreshadowing the time when Christ would pay the price and God would raise him from the dead as a a receipt as a statement, it is satisfied, it is completed. The salvation has been accomplished. We need to celebrate that. We do that a lot at Easter time when we remember that special first fruits. Here was the first of those foreshadowings for Easter. I pray that. Um, these feasts would be something very special. And, and you know, as I think about it, it, it is a, an accomplishment. But I want to go on to the next feast. In verse 15, it says, From the day after the Sabbath day that you brought in the bundle or the sheaf of wave offering, count off seven full weeks. Okay, how, how long is that now? Seven full weeks. That's seven times Seven. Okay, so we got 49. Count off 50 days. Count off seven sevens and then one more day. And verse 16 says, count off 50 days up to the day after the seventh Sabbath and then present an offering of the new grain of the Lord. 50 days after Christ's resurrection. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but do you know what day that is? That's called Pentecost Sunday, and in Acts chapter 2, some great new event happened in Christendom that God was foreshadowing and looking forward to when he gave the Holy Spirit the birth of the church. Boy, we're invited to some great parties. The Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits, and the giving of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. God. When we come to a party, we want to celebrate what is intended in that party. I want you to recognize that so many times in a party we forget the concerns of the day and the things and responsibilities we have that we need to care for. But 
in these parties that God's putting up, he's wanting to remind the Israelites that there are some people that are poor beggars. They don't have all of what others have. And so in this last verse in our passage here today, verse 22, it says, when you reap the harvest, you remember there was going to be the first harvest, the first fruits, and then 50 days later, there was going to be another presentation of uh, the harvest. Now, it's not just a party we're invited to. God wants to remind these folks, when you reap the harvest of your land, do not reap to the very edges of your land or gather the gleanings of your harvest. Leave them for the poor and the alien. I am the Lord your God. Folks, we're not the only ones God's invited to the party. He wants to invite those who are in need. So may we not hold on to everything. May we share and give out to those who would benefit from the party God invites us to be part of. Let's pray. Father, you've given to us so much. May we not find ourselves hoarding it and keeping it to ourselves, but may we uh, give gleanings or may we give uh, the needed uh, provisions to those that could benefit from it. Lord, may others be invited to these celebrations and bring glory to your name. Amen.